Hi, my name is Dina Farish, and I host an online community for moms to talk about mindfulness, motherhood, and all the meltdowns in between. This is the Mindful Mom Revolution Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by Shonda Morales, women's empowerment speaker, psychotherapist, and author of the best-selling book, Breathe Mama Breathe, and recently published, Believe, Empower, Achieve. The Mindful Mom Revolution. Thank you so much for joining us today, Shonda. I'm excited to have you here and explain to us about mindfulness and making it work in our lives. Thanks for having me, Dana. I'm happy that you're here. So let's get right into it. We only have 20 minutes or less. So for the moms that are listening, the busy mamas that are listening, we all have things to do. Tell us, what is mindfulness and how do we make this work in our lives? Mindfulness, very simply, is paying attention to what's happening in the moment with an attitude of kindness and curiosity. And that second piece is always tends to be the piece that we miss. So we all know mindfulness is being in the present moment, but the important part of this is, as best we can, with a non-judgmental attitude, we're accepting what's here. And the opposite of mindfulness is running on automatic pilot. We've all had that experience of getting in our car and driving somewhere and realizing we had very little recollection of making a turn or passing a landmark because we're running on autopilot and we're we're not fully present of what's happening in that moment and so mindfulness helps us come back to that to the present moment with more awareness and um so and people always ask well if i'm not mindful if i'm not aware if i'm on autopilot well where are we exactly where we tend to be is in the future in our minds worrying what if thing running through that to-do list or in the past rehashing a recent conversation maybe or a, a long ago memory so mindfulness gives us that power to recognize what's happening in the moment so then we can choose where we place our attention and choose how we respond in situations and uh, choose how we spend our time it really gives us our power back doesn't it that's right exactly my question is how do you know if you're on autopilot or not? Well, it's every moment we wake back up to the moment to say, whoa, look where I was. <laughs> I'm not here right now. I was wandering off. My attention wandered off. That is a great moment of mindfulness. So we, the more we practice mindfulness practices, the more we tend to be aware when we've been pulled off. And our attention does get pulled off thousands of times throughout the day. So this is not to say that we can learn this skill and then be present and mindful in our lives every moment of every day. That's impossible. It's more about can we cultivate enough space and enough practice that we are recognizing when we've been pulled off. And then as best we can, just coming back to being aware. I know, Shonda, you work with loads of women and mothers who already have all the things to do. So how do we make practicing mindfulness a regular part of our life? Right. So my big, uh, what I what I teach is five minute mindfulness. And so I believe we all can carve out five minutes somewhere in our day to practice the skill of mindfulness. And we can do this through meditation. So with just five minutes a day, using a guided meditation, if you're just getting started is the best way to go. 
And if five minutes feels too long, then just one minute of meditation. And so what meditation is, is carving out that time in our day to practice the skill of mindfulness. So I might choose my breath as my point of focus, and I might notice how my belly rises up on the inhale, falls on the exhale. I very soon will notice that my attention drifts off, and each time it does, and I notice it, I bring it back to that home base of uh, attention, the breath and the belly in this case, and begin again. So if I sit down and meditate for five minutes, my attention might drift off 50, and that's perfectly fine. I bring it back to that home base of the, the breath and the belly 50 times, and we're building that mindfulness muscle of attention when we do that. That I love to combine with what I call mindful breaks. And mindful breaks are reminders and opportunities in the midst of our full day where we can come back and pull out of autopilot and come back to that moment. And we don't need to go off, close our eyes and meditate in order to do this. So I can take a mindful break in the shower. So I don't know about you, but there are some mornings when I am in the shower and I'm running through my to-do list and thinking about what I need to, to get accomplished that day. And I'm like, did I even wash my hair? I'm not sure. <laughs> I have to smell my hair and be like, yep, okay. Um, so instead, a mindful break in the shower would look like, ah, look, I've drifted off my attention, stripped it off. I bring it back. I smell the shampoo. I feel the warm water running over my body and the moisture in the air. And each time my attention drifts off, I just bring it back to what I'm already doing. Um, we can take a mindful coffee break. Rather than drinking our coffee while multitasking and doing many other things and not even recognizing that we've had the coffee, what if instead we pause for five seconds and feel the warmth of the mug and bring the mug to our nose and smell the coffee, taste that first sip and really feel the warmth moving down into our stomach. It's a much different way of being in our lives. And if we could sprinkle our day with those mindful breaks, and combine that with just a few minutes of meditation daily, that is the most powerful one-two punch when it comes to mindfulness. It seems so simple, yet we <laughs> we make it so complicated. Why is that? Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think like anything new, we it may feel overwhelming and complicated in the beginning, and that's why I think it's so important to just start with one practice and I recommend that. So if you're going to start with meditation, practice that for a week or two every day for one minute, two minutes, five minutes every day. That starts to become a habit. And then you, it doesn't require as much thought or energy and it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Then choose one mindful break. Okay, every morning I'm going to um, practice a mindful break while I'm driving my car. And that becomes a habit as well. And doing that every day doesn't require as much thought. Then you stack on kind of week after week, you can stack on these mindful breaks. And before you know it, your life is more infused with mindfulness and it doesn't feel so overwhelming. I think for a lot of us in today's day and age, we're looking for some type of instant gratification. Mm. I know it's hard to articulate, but I'm wondering if you can share with us what does that validation look like for us moms when we start practicing mindfulness regularly? Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah. so for me, <laughs> I started meditating um, almost 15 years ago. And um, at the time, so my daughter was three. And um, I 
started to meditate as part of a class I was taking, an MBSR class, mindfulness-based stress reduction. And I very much am a high achiever, recovering perfectionist. I like to get things done. And the recommendation was to kind of slow down a notch and meditate. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. I am a little skeptical here. So, but I did as I was told and I started meditating every day. And after just a few weeks, what I noticed very um, quickly was that after just those few weeks, I was starting to become more efficient, more productive. I was happier. I was enjoying things by slowing down just a notch. And as counterintuitive as it sounds at first, if you think about those days when we are frantically rushing around our house to get out, out the door, let's say in the morning, we're knocking things over, we're dropping things, we can't find this item, whatever it is. And if we slow it down just a notch, that we know our, the front part of our brain, that prefrontal cortex is going to work a little bit more efficiently. We can think more clearly and we're, we're, things run much more smoothly and we can um, be more productive and efficient. And so, so I think it, you have to test it out. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's, it's, it is counterintuitive. It sounds counterintuitive at first, but once you start to test it out, you will start to see, wow, um, I'm really catching more of these moments. And I think that's a, a nice place to start for moms who feel like they really don't have time for any of this, which is pause and take two deep breaths. And take and, and I welcome or I invite them to uh, practice a mindful break while you're waiting. So we have all these little uh, moments here and there in our day, the kind of the in-between moments. We're waiting in the doctor's office, we're waiting at the grocery, the grocery store in the line or whatever that is. What we tend to do is we whip out our phones, we scroll through social media, emails, whatever that is. But what if we resist that? and just look up. Maybe we're with our kid and we have a conversation or we just take a few deep breaths. We look up, we look around, take in our lives uh, rather than just feeling like we need to fill every spare moment. And again, that's that idea of sprinkling our days with these mindful breaks. It changes the feel of our pace from frantic and urgent to more calm and sustainable. Why is that so important for moms? Oh boy, for a whole host of reasons. Um, I'm just thinking about, you know, when our kids are having a meltdown, when we are, it, it's about putting our own oxygen masks on first, first of all. Um, and, you know, I know I, I am much more creative and innovative when it comes to how to deal with that meltdown when I'm in a better space myself. Um, if I'm already overwhelmed and stressed out, I'm just going to bark, you know, and kind of not um, encourage a different behavior. Whereas if I'm feeling a little more calm and mindful that day, I might be able to distract or turn that mood around more quickly. And I don't know about you, but I'm more fun <laughs> to be around when I'm not stressed. You know, I'm not, I'm not very much fun when I'm stressed out and overwhelmed. But when we are calmer and are more of our best selves, we are more playful. Um, so it, everybody wins, and we do know that it's contagious. I mean, think about our moods. Our kids completely pick up on our moods. They're little emotional sponges. Yeah, and, and saying that too, and we also have to be resilient as we shield their moods. Right, right, and be able to withstand them and kind of tolerate their moods sometimes because if we are already on the brink of losing it, 
all it takes sometimes is just that little bit of poke and we're over the edge. Whereas if we're taking care of ourselves in these very simple, quick ways, we have more capacity for and more tolerance and patience for whatever they're bringing to us. Um, and, and also we are able to choose our response to a situation more readily rather than just reacting out of habit. Let's explore that a little bit because I know as a mom myself, it can feel like sometimes we are not actively choosing our response, right? We Because we get swept up in the moment. So let's talk about that moment in between the response happens and how mindfulness can help that. Right. So the more, um, so one way to think about mindfulness, first of all, is with the triangle, triangle of awareness, and that's comprised of our body sensations, our emotions, and our thoughts. And each point, of course, each point of the triangle corresponds to those three things, and they very much impact one another. So the easiest way sometimes to access what's happening for us in a moment is to recognize what's happening in our body sensations. So like, our first clue might be my shoulders are way up by my ears or I'm feeling pressure in my chest or my fists are clenched. We all have the signature pattern where we hold stress in our body. And the more familiar we become with that, the more we can recognize when it's gotten triggered and we're starting to go into that fight or flight. And that is our clue to pause and take a full deep breath in through our nose and out through our mouth. And when we do that, that sends a signal to our brain that fight or flight's not necessary. There's no danger. And our body calms down. And that front part of our brain, that prefrontal cortex can work more efficiently. And we can then step back, be able to see the big picture to recognize this is not life or death. This is just a minor situation, which feels huge when we're caught up in it. Um, And it gives us that little bit of perspective. And that's where we can choose our response we, that's, we talked about that in the beginning is it's very powerful. Um, and, you know, we don't get it right all the time. We are human beings. So uh, we need to forgive ourselves when we get caught up in it and we lose it. And we just need to uh, learn from that mistake. What would I do differently next time? Forgive ourselves, maybe make that repair with our kids and just resolve to try again Uh, better next time because we know there'll be plenty of opportunities. I do love that you mentioned imperfection, even if you are a regular daily mindfulness and meditation practice uh, practitioner. Yes. Yes. And I had to work through that a little bit in the beginning with my myself when I was starting to teach mindfulness. I thought I had to be the perfect kind of mindful mom and soon realized that was an impossibility. And so it really is about forgiving ourselves for our behavior, not getting stuck in shame to say that um, I can feel guilty, I can feel uh, badly about a behavior, but that doesn't make me a bad mom. When we start to get into I'm such a bad mom and I am whatever, that's shame. Guilt is uh, I could have really done better. I really don't like how I handled that. That's guilt and that's about behavior and that's something that can be changed and worked on. Um, And it it is really about self-compassion and self-forgiveness because what would we tell our friend if she were beating herself up over how she handled a situation? We wouldn't be like, yeah, oh God, you're an awful mom, you're right. (laughs) I mean, we're so hard on ourselves and we say those things to ourselves. So how would you speak to your friend? Um, You'd be probably compassionate and which isn't, 
you know, it's not about taking ourselves off the hook. It's just about saying, okay, you know, I didn't handle that well and I will, I will work on that. So for the mom who's looking to delve deeper into mindfulness, you had given some great tips in the beginning of the episode, but let's just recount those again. Where do you get started? How do you start? How do you know you're doing it right? I always recommend getting started with a guided meditation, someone's voice who can bring you back when you're learning to meditate. It's sort of like having training wheels. So um, people are welcome to go to my website. If they sign up for my email list, I send a free five-minute guided meditation a guided coffee mindful break and a mindful log where they can track their practice of mindful breaks and uh, meditation. There are many other apps and, and websites that have guided meditations as well. So I definitely recommend using a voice to get you started. Um, and then, like I mentioned, pick one mindful break. So my first book, Breathe Mom. Breathe has 60 mindful breaks to choose from. And I also love hearing from moms. They come up with and design their own mindful breaks because everybody's situations are so unique. What are some of the favorite ones that you've heard? Uh, so one woman I know had three daughters and she would, she taught them all this mindful break where she would, uh, they'd all pile into the car, into the car in the morning with their backpacks and lunch bags and whatever that was. They're all elementary school age kids. And she would sit there for a full minute and just breathe and close her eyes, check in with her body. And the kids knew that was their opportunity to kind of check, do I have everything? <laughs> what have I forgotten? She said, inevitably, somebody would be running in the house, grabbing something they forgot, coming back out. But it was a moment where they weren't rushing out the front door. It was a calm, grounded moment where everybody had an opportunity to kind of gather themselves before they moved on to their day. Um, and I love that. And everybody loves the three breath hug, which is uh, uh, grabbing your child and giving them a, a big bear hug. And together you coordinate the inhales and the exhales three times. It's very connecting and grounding and calming. And I share the story of my daughter. I had taught her this when she was five. And I was having a uh, mommy meltdown in the bathroom. And she slid a note under the door that said, meet me in my room for a three breath hug. So the kids know when we need it too, uh, to help us calm down. That's a beautiful way of connecting. I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah. Let everybody know how to continue to work with you and find you, please. Sure. So my website is shondamorales.net. Sign up for my email list, list and I'll send you all those goodies. I have two books out, Breathe, Mama, Breathe, Five Minute Mindfulness for Busy Moms. And my latest book just came out a few weeks ago, and that is Breathe, Empower, Achieve, Five Minute Mindfulness for Women Who Do It All. And I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I love your body of work, Shonda, and I thank you for everything that you shared with us here today. And I thank you for showing up and listening to this podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe to stay in touch and to join our online community, The Mindful Mom Revolution.